Praise God. Is God been good to you? I said, is Jehovah been good to you? Hallelujah. God is faithful. Amen. All right, go with me to the book of Matthew. Matthew, we want to deal with something today that I, I began on Sunday. I shared, I was listening to the message I preached. Well, the message of Sunday. And um, I, when the man of God finished, I actually took over and said a few things. So I listened to what I said um, in those few words. And, and he really, really ministered to me. And as I thought, this is something I haven't taught in a while. And, and I need to begin to get back into it again. Somebody say amen. amen. Tonight, I want to probably start, maybe I will not finish, but I want to start a series on how to get ahead financially. How, to, how many of you are interested? How to get ahead financially. You know, church, one of the greatest mystery that the church is not been able to decode is the area of money. Is, is, is something that the church is battling with. Many people in the church do not know and understand how money works, how money functions, and how to get ahead financially. Listen to me, church. Let me say this, and, and it's going to sound so arrogant, but money is the easiest thing to make. Oh, I know you won't say amen. I, I feel you. I feel you. But money is the easiest thing to make. Somebody say amen to that. In this kingdom, we were not meant to actually pursue money. Like I said on Sunday. It's not the formula for a man to rise up early and to go to bed late and eat the bread of sorrow. For God giveth his beloved, what? Sleep. It's not the will of God for a man to struggle financially. It's not. And there is something that the church has not been able to decode when it comes to money. And, and I want to, if possible, if God will allow me in few services to demystify this whole thing about cash and money that people are so hell-bent on. But I also need to deal with our hearts because that's where this whole thing starts. Our mind and our hearts are important, especially as regards to money, as regards to mammon, and how we treat it. Somebody say amen. For as a man thinketh in his heart. What happens to him? So is he. Not so will he be. So is he. That means where you are now is a product of your thinking. Is a, a direct product of your what? Thinking. You can't do better than how you think. You can't. There are some people now. If, if God allows you. Let's say you walk into a meeting. And you get there. And in the meeting is Bill Gates. Just picture you. You walk in there, there is Bill Gates. There is Elon Musk. Is it Elon Musk? What's his name? Yeah. And then there is Mark Zuckerberg. Now, then you are the fourth person. I guarantee you some of you will turn back by the door. Once you see those three people, you know you don't qualify to be here. You know why? Your mind. It's not that you don't qualify. You'll be shocked what will come out from your mouth when you sit with those people. It's because of the mind. And so we've programmed our mind that we are not well able to handle these giants. We're like the children of Israel. God was about, God not about, God said to them, I have given you Canaan. Just send spies out. The 12 spies came back. What did they say? 
we, 10 of them said, we are not able to take over the land. He said, the land which we went to spy is full, is, is filled with milk and honey. He said, the grapes are so huge, they brought back fruits. He said, but we saw the children of Anak. Every day of your life, you will see the children of Anak. Oh, they may not come as human beings. They come in all forms and sizes. They come in contrasts that are bigger than what you can, have, you can afford to handle. They come in opportunities that are larger than you. They come in positions that you don't qualify for. And your mind tells you, no, not, not me. Not me. I don't qualify for this. Who told you that? You are a child of God. So tonight, I just want to start this and I want to help somebody tonight. And I pray that what I share, the few things I will share tonight will help us and prepare the ground for the next few days that we are going to share on this ahead of time. Somebody say amen. Somebody holler amen. All right, I said to us that we should go to uh, what, what, what uh, chapter of the Bible is that? Matthew chapter 6 and verse 24. Matthew 6 and verse 24. Praise God. Matthew 6 and verse 24. Everybody write it down and look up the screen. Meanwhile, let's welcome our online viewers. God bless you. Thank you for joining us from wherever part of the world you are watching. The Lord bless you. We love you. We celebrate you. Keep watching. The Lord be with you. All right. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 24. No man. Somebody say no man. Okay. Let's, let's leave the man gender and say no woman. All right. But you know the man there is mankind. No man can serve how many masters? How many masters? I told you that this is one of the verses that I read in the early stages of my being born again. When I got born again, the first book of the Bible that I read was the book of Matthew. And I, I read the Beatitudes. And it helped to frame my character. Because I wanted to know how to have a solid character as a Christian. Because I knew that everything about Christianity was character. And most of us that sit in church think that character doesn't matter. As long as I have money, as long as I have this, as long as I do this. No, character is everything. The reason many people are divorced today is lack of character. Okay, you won't say amen. The reason many people don't have a job today is lack of character. The reason many people's business are crashing and going down in the midst of all that soaring, even unbelievers' businesses, is because of lack of character. So I, I wanted something that will help my character be developed on time. I didn't want to struggle through life. I wanted to build a life of integrity. I wanted to get to a point where people could trust me. A day came in my life where a man came into my office, came from Nigeria. Listen to this. Walked into my office, emptied a big sack, bag of money on my table in US dollars. I looked at money, my head went 360 degrees. And guess what? The man came with Uber. Left the money, took Uber and left my office. Ah! I said, sir, why did you leave this kind of money? You know that night I didn't sleep. The money was at home with me that night. He said, tomorrow we can go change it and then I need to buy properties. When I used to sell houses. You know what he said to me? The guy that told me about you said to me, you can trust this guy with your life. Ay, Jesus. You don't know what you are missing out without integrity. You don't know what you are missing out on. Church, if there is one thing you must build in this year, it's character. 
I plead with you with everything in me. Build your character. Build your character. Many Christians don't have character anymore. Our wives don't trust us. Our children don't trust us. Our families don't trust us. Our friends don't trust us. We have not been able to build a steady and, and, and you see, the reason why you think character is not important because you don't know it will eventually translate to your prosperity. I told you on Sunday that the greatest asset you have is not money, it's not car, it's not houses, it's your character. I listened to a man, I just ran into this video on social media. The first thing that caught my attention is this man said, I make 400 in turnover, I make 450 million dollars a month. Now, the moment you say that, you catch my attention. So I listened. And then he said this, when you lose money, you lose nothing. Uh -uh. Everybody here knows that if you lose money, you've lost everything. But he says when you lose money, you've lost what? Nothing. He said when you lose your health, you lose something. But when you lose your character, you lose everything. Hey, Jesus. I say, what is this? I don't even know if this guy is saved. But this is something many Christians need to learn. There's a lack of character in the church. We cannot be trusted. And you see, unfortunately, the way God works, God can never commit anything to something he hasn't trusted. Unless you are tested and tried, God will never trust you. Can everybody repeat this after me? I cannot be trusted by God. One more time, I cannot be trusted by God unless he proves me, unless he tests me, unless he tries me, and I pass the test. That's how God trusts people. When you are tested and tried and you pass the test, trust will come. He said, who will commit unto you true riches? There is money and there is true riches. True riches is when you don't need money to buy anything. Am I communicating? I walked into a restaurant yesterday, yesterday afternoon, in center, alone. I, uh, uh, yeah, yesterday, I can't even remember. Oh, I took my daughter for modeling, her modeling whatever she needs to do. So I thought, let me go eat, you know, around there. I went, I went to Sentinel Mall to eat. By the time I finished eating, they said to me, your food has been taken care of. It is ev everywhere I go. I, in fact, right, I, I don't need to carry cash. Am I communicating? I don't have to. When I told you guys that I'm very rich, it's not because of the money I have. It's the true riches I have. <laughs> you see, because your mind went to money immediately. It's true riches. True riches buys what money can buy. True riches. Listen to me. I told you guys the other day. So I was walking in the mall before God. I was on my own. As I got to Apple, I met one of you here in this church. He said, Daddy, ah, I've been looking for you. I said, how? You're always in church. He said, please follow me. Went to Gucci. He said, take everything. Whatever you want here, take. May that be said to you. I said, may that be said to you. He said, I looked at him. I said, many of the things here I already have. Let's took a few things and then walked out. Church, 
That's what's called true riches. Not, 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 not these mundane things that we are pursuing. Church, build character. He said, no man can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other. Else he will hold on to the one and despise the other. Read the last sentence. Everybody want to go. Say it one more time. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve God and money. What does that mean? If money takes the uppermost part of your life, money is your God. If all you, are, you wake up every morning thinking money, thinking nothing else but how to make money, you don't have time for God, you have time for every other thing, but God, every other thing that wants to bring you money, I mean, for church, listen. Some people put alarm to wake up every work day. And on Sunday, their, their work is, is 8 o'clock in the morning. And on Sunday, they come late to church at 10. Money is your governor. Money is your president. Money is your ruler. Money is your master. Church, these are the little, little things we ignore. We ignore. And we think, okay, why am I not prospering? Somebody say, how do I get money? How do I make money? I told you money is the easiest thing to make. How does money, primarily, let me start here. How does money, if somebody comes to me now, how can I make money? Primarily, money comes through the work of your hands. Let's start from there. Primarily, basically. Money can come by favor. That means God will just open a channel for some money to come into your hand. But money comes primarily through what? Through what? The work of your hands. So if you don't have work of hands, guess what? What will happen? You will become poor. The Bible says you become a poor that dealeth with what? A slack hands. If your hands is not doing anything, you will become poor. That is the primary. Let's start from the basic bottom line. Money comes through what? The work of what? Your hands. That's why lazy people in this kingdom will never be rich. Can I hear an amen? Give me Deuteronomy 28 and verse 12. Let me confirm that through scripture. Maybe you think I am just saying things. Give me Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 12. He said, the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give rain unto your land in his season and to bless what? All. Somebody say holla all. Somebody holla all. All the work of thy hand, and thou shalt lend unto many nations, and what will happen? You shall not borrow. So God blesses primarily through the work of your hands. Somebody say amen to that. Give me Psalm 90 and verse 17. Psalm 90 and verse 17. Let's deal with the basic bottom line. Psalm 90 verse 17. If you can give me the NIV version, please. NIV version. Give me NIV, amen, or Passion, or any other version beside King James. He says, the NIV version says, May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish what? What will the favor of God establish? So if you don't have work of hands, what will the favor of God establish? Nothing. Somebody holler nothing. 
That's why you primarily must have work of your hands. Whether it is by means of a job or by means of a business. I'm starting a series today, so pay me attention. I'm going to take this thing slow and steady so that you will get it. You must get it this time. Let your amen prove that you believe. God does not bless the work of your prayer. I know prayer is good. This church is a praying church. I am a praying man. God does not bless the work of your prayer. Say amen. You know church, <laughs> I was reading uh, Matthew, where was the temptation of Jesus? Matthew 4, ne? Yeah, Matthew 4 and Luke 4. You know, Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And after he finished fasting, in one of the verses, the Bible says, Satan taketh him up to a high mountain and showed him the kingdoms of this world and the glory, the wealth, the riches thereof. And say, all this will I give to you if you fall down and worship me. Ah. So even Jesus' 40 days and fast of fasting and prayer didn't get the wealth. Jesus finished, do you get the formula? Jesus finished 40 days, 40 nights. The money was still in the hand of the devil. <laughs> Jesus, you, you're not understanding me. The money was where? In the hand of the, that's why many of us pray and fast and wait for nothing to come and nothing keeps coming. Because your prayer and fasting will not bring the money. There is something that must bring it to you. And that's what I want to teach you. Is anybody interested? Do I have interested people here? Maybe online people are more interested. I wish you can shout through the camera. Amen, somebody. Church, it's important for you to know this. When you, when you are trusting God for finances, there are things you must do. There are basic things that must be done. The first thing is that you must establish in your heart that money is a bad master, but a good servant. Write that down. Money is a bad master, but a good servant. Never, ever let money rule you. I want to begin from there because the church is hell-bent on money. Money, money. And so therefore, we are about to get it by all means. And come and testify. No. Let me, I will give you a few scriptures. Even if that's where I stop tonight. We will continue from there next time. I don't know when, but next time. Maybe next Wednesday or Sunday if I'm led to do another message on Sunday. Or I can start, I can finish it on Sunday. Or whatever. Amen, somebody. Now, number one. Give me, give me Jeremiah chapter 11 and chapter 17 and verse 11. All I'm going to do is read scriptures. I want to show you how bad money is as a master. How bad. Try passion, any other version. King James is a bit more, more hard. Any other version. Passion, uh, passion version, English that right. The Bible says like the partridge that gathers a brood that she did not hatch. So is he who gets riches. But not by what? Justice. In the midst of his days, what will happen? They will leave him. And at the end, what will happen to the man? He will be a what? 
He says if you go make money by any means that is not legal, what will happen is that in the midst of your days, do you see why many people are not living long in church? In the midst of your days, the money will run and leave you. He said, and in the end of your life, you'll be a fool. Even if you have had a good track record, you will end as a fool. See, I want you to, after I read all these scriptures, the thought of doing anything fraudulent, illegal will leave you today. Cannot hear an amen, somebody. Give me this in any other, any other version, NIV version. Let us see what he says quickly. We're just going to read Bible. He said like a partridge that hatches egg, eggs he did not lay. And he did not lay and, and those who gain riches by unjust means. When their lives are half gone, when their lives are what? Half gone. Their riches will what? Their riches will leave them. This is Bible. You can't keep money you did not make. <laughs> you can't keep it. There will be no sustainability. He says, and in, and in the end, they will prove to be what? Fools. They will prove to be fools. Number two scripture. Are you writing this? Proverbs 20 and verse 17. Any other version besides King James? Proverbs 20 and verse 17. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 17. What you obtain dishonestly may seem sweet at first. Kabbalah. Hey, Yadosha. This version deserves an offering. But sooner or later, you will live to regret it. Anything you obtain dishonestly is very sweet at first. When you are enjoying it, it is nice. He said, but later in your life, you will live to regret it. Say amen, somebody. The Passion Version says, if you solicit good advice, verse 17, verse 17. Sorry, check, check the NIV. Check NIV. Or give me amplified version. Let's try amplified version. Amplified. Food gained by deceit is sweet to a man. But afterwards, his mouth will be filled with gravel. Hey, Jesus. <laughs> Do you know what is gravel? Does anybody know what's gravel? Yeah. He says the, the money you get by dishonest means is nice in the first. You will enjoy. Oh, everybody will be like, oh, this guy has made it. But he's saying in the end, your mouth, that money will become gravel inside your mouth. Gravel. Look, brutal scriptures. <laughs> I, I purposely search for these scriptures today for you. If you are, uh, you are watching me, don't hang up. If you are a drug dealer, let it end tonight. You, you are watching me, don't go off there. Don't go off. Stay there, stay there. You will be delivered today. If you are a harlot, it, you will stop tonight. <laughs> Proverbs 13 and verse 11. Proverbs 13 and verse 11. Proverbs 13. We're just going to read scriptures. Wealth gotten by vanity shall diminish. Another version, please. Passion version. Let's try passion. Quickly. 
wealth quickly get wealth quickly gained is quickly what? Kalabosha. Wealth quickly gained is quickly. Have you heard about the prodigal son? Oh yeah. He gained wealth too quick. Father, give me the portion that belongs to me. What did he do to the money? The Bible says he wasted it on riotous living. Wealth quickly gained is quickly wasted. Easy come, easy. But if you gradually gain wealth, you will watch, you will watch it grow. Ah. <laughs> you will watch your money grow. Am I talking to a believer? Church, this God is not stupid. I am not the one that wrote the Bible. Today, oh boy, today, the searching I did, I searched. I searched all over. <laughs> and then I found the scriptures. I looked high and low. Then I brought the scriptures to you tonight. <laughs> Leviticus 19 and verse 13. Leviticus 19 and verse 13. Quickly. Leviticus 19 and verse 13. Leviticus. Do not cheat or rob anyone. Always pay your hired workers promptly. Alabasha. Hey, Jesus. Some of you that like cheap labor. When you want to hire, you look for the cheapest labor. You need a reception. You go to the cheap. I want a, some, a receptionist that can earn 1000 a month. And then when they call, they, they call you. This is the first person they meet in your company when phone calls are made. Then the 1,000 rand reception is where, Ella, 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 how are you? Uh, what do you want? Can I see? Uh, you want to speak to director? Director? Do we have director here? I don't even know. So you, you are looking for cheap labor. Then the person is a serious investor that wants to invest in your business. And all his area, Hala, Hala. Monkey, you hired a monkey in your reception. What kind of, what is your challenge? <laughs> Amen, somebody. <laughs> Do not defraud or rob your, your, your worker. Don't defraud anybody. He said, Do not rob or defraud anyone. Always pay your hired workers promptly. Amen, somebody. Give me Proverbs 28 and verse 22. Proverbs 28 and verse 22. Proverbs 28 and verse 22. A greedy man is in a race to get rich. But he forgets that he could what? Lose what most important and end up with what? Another version. Another version. The stingy are eager to get rich. This is the New, Living, New International Version, NIV. The stingy are what? Eager to get rich. And are unaware that poverty does what? Oh, poverty is at the corridor. Next scripture. Proverbs 10 and verse 2. Proverbs 10 and verse 2. If all we do is read Bible, then you go home. You know, church, let me tell you, it's good to go to a church where they hype you up. <laughs> but you see, the Bible says, it is God that teacheth me to make profit. 
Son, listen, if you really want to prosper, look for a teacher. Don't look for a preacher. A preacher will hype you up, but you will live there with nothing in your head. It's good to preach when I, I preach. You guys know that I, I can come here and, man, I will get you guys upstanding, throwing money on the stage. I can do that. But when you really want to make profit, listen to a teacher. The Bible says, it is the Lord God that teacheth me to profit. What did he do? He teaches me to increase. Where are we? Proverbs 10 verse 2. It says, ill-gotten treasure have no lasting value, but righteousness delivers from death. The New International uh, Version, or okay, Passion Version says, Passion, go to passion, passion version. Gaining wealth through dishonesty is no gain at all. But honesty brings you to a lasting happiness. This is, how many of you know everything we've read? We've read from where? From Can you imagine God confirming all these words through so many verses? The Bible was not written by one person. It was written by a lot of men of men of God. The Bible said through the inspiration, holy men speak as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Say amen. Gaining wealth through dishonesty is no gain at all. But honesty brings you to a lasting happiness. Give me Proverbs 16 and verse 8. Proverbs 16 and verse 8. It is better to do what? To have what? Little with a heart that loves justice than to be rich and not have God on your... Listen. He says it's better to have little. Man, you enjoy your little meal, but God is there. There is peace. You know, is it Ricky Rick or Eric Rick, whatever they call him? What is, what's his name? Ricky Rick. They said he committed what? How can this guy, isn't he with the one of them that sang, me, me, ma, me, ma, any, is he him? Something like that. That song trended, all of you here can sing it. I mean, Every Christian I know, serious Christians, they will, they will come out from a door. I don't know what the guy is saying. Everybody could sing the song. As popular as this guy is, this guy has made money. Just wasted his life by what? Suicide. I was reading people are rest in peace. He cannot. Can we be honest? Listen, you don't hang up. He's not resting in peace. You can't commit suicide and rest in peace. Which peace? No. Nothing must ever lead you to commit suicide. Be content with what you have. Content. Say, for we brought nothing to this world. And it is very obvious that we will take nothing out. If you have bread, a piece of bread to eat, be content. Be content. God is taking you from one stage to another. From one degree to another. Don't want to be like me one day. 
now apostle is wearing my friend I've told you God took me here the, beloved the first Gucci I ever owned was just four years ago or five years ago first I don't know I didn't know where Gucci shop was at the age of 45 amen somebody because, see a day will come you will get there don't compare yourself to somebody else the Bible says they that compare themselves to themselves are not what? Wise. They are not wise. Life is in levels. Don't go and waste your life trying to keep up with Joneses. No, it's not necessary. There is time for everything. There is time for everything. It's time. A day will come when God will take you there. You will not only be shopping in Santa, you will go overseas and shop. Oh, somebody didn't receive that prophecy. I say you will enter flight, go to New York and do shopping and come back the next day. Is somebody receiving that prophecy? That's yours if you believe it in Jesus' name. Be content. It is better to have little with a heart that loves justice than to be rich and not have God on your side. May you not be rich without God on your side. I said, may you not be rich without God on your side. Establish yourself, man, in righteousness. Righteousness exalts a nation. But sin is a reproach to the people. Sin is always a reproach. It's never a blessing. Sin is always a reproach. Say amen like you are serious. Give me Micah chapter 2 and verse 1 to 3. Micah 2 and verse 1 to 3. Micah 2 and verse 1 to 3. Alright. Woe to those who plan iniquity. To those who plot evil on their beds. At morning light they carry out what? They do what? Who is on my screen? Please can you put it for me on the screen? Who is on my screen? Please quickly, quickly, quickly help me. The Bible says woe to those who plan iniquity. And to those who plot evil on their beds, at morning's light, they carry it out because it is in their power to do it. Next verse. They covet fields and seize them and houses and take them. They defraud people of their homes. They rob them of their what? Inheritances. Internet fraud. They rob them of their inheritances. Therefore, the Lord says, I am planning disaster against these people. May God not plan disaster against you. After tonight, if there is any legal business you are doing, let it stop tonight. Can I hear an amen? This is a church of righteousness. I am planning disaster against these people from which you cannot save yourself. You will no longer walk proudly for it will be a time of what? Calamity. Thus, who said so? Therefore, the Lord, who said? Therefore, who said? The Lord. Another version. Let's try passion. Let's see what it says. Passion, the passion version. Quickly. Alright. 
The Bible says, how terrible it will be for you who lie. For who does what? It, how terrible it will be for you who lie awake at night, thinking up evil plans. You rise at dawn and hurry to carry down, carry out any, any of what? The wicked schemes you have powered to accomplish. Next verse. When you want a certain piece of land, you find a way to seize it. You want someone's house, you take it by what? By fraud and violence. No one's family, uh, sorry, come on. No one's family or inheritance is safe with. He said nobody's money is safe around you. Nobody's inheritance is safe around you. Are you that kind of person? Next verse. But this is what the Lord says. I will reward you with evil. I will reward your evil with what? You won't escape being, you won't be able to do what? To escape. After I am through with you, Jesus, none of you will ever again walk proudly in the street. Can you imagine the Jehovah creator, the one that puts air in your nose when you are sleeping, says after I am through with you, you will know how far. Nigerians say you will know how, how far. Hmm. Let's read the last one. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 8. I don't know why God gave me this message. But somebody here or somebody watching me over the internet. It's time for you to live righteously. Say amen. amen. Ephesians 4 and verse 8. The Bible says, this is why he says, are you sure you are in Ephesians? Uh, try verse 18. Let's see. No, no, no. I'm looking for the scripture that says, uh, just hold on a second. Let me search for it myself. I think he says, if any man doesn't work, let him not eat. That's the scripture I'm looking for. Please find it for me. Look for it. Look for it. Quickly. What? Uh, what? Second Thessalonians 3. Uh, okay, look for the one where he says, let every man work with their hands. Uh, what? Ephesians 4.28. There we go. Put that for me on the screen. There we go. That's the one. I wrote verse 8 on mine. I think I was in a hurry to dish this message out. I skipped the two. <laughs> I prepared for you tonight. Kaba <laughs> Shadaya. Ephesians 4.28 If any one of you have stolen from someone else, never do it again. Say amen. amen. After tonight's service, 
if you have stolen from somebody, God says, never. Some of you sisters, your husband comes back. You go to his jacket. There is money he left there. You quickly take it. A thief is a thief. Whether you stole your husband's money. Say amen. Uh, Apostle, I can't steal my husband's money. We are one. He's not aware. You look on this side. Look on that side. And then you went to his jacket and take it. You are a what? Yeah. I'm robber. What is a robber in, in Zulu? I like Zulu. What? Skebehu. Kabashadaya. It sounds like tongues. Skebehu. You, you, you are a Skebehu. My God. Glory to Jesus. He says, if any one of you stole from someone else, never do it again after today's service. Instead, be industrious, earning an honest what? What kind of living? Honest living. And then you will have enough to bless those in need. You won't like me tonight. But you see, church, listen. I told you guys, I'm a man of God. I fear nobody. I will teach you the word. You see, church, if you are in this church and you go to hell, I guarantee you the part of hell Satan will put you because you knew the word. It's, you were not in a church, you were not taught the truth. You were taught the gospel truth. So if you, if you go to hell, it's not me. It's not the leaders of the church. It is yourself. Amen, somebody. The Bible says you cannot serve what? How many masters? You can't serve two masters. You cannot serve two masters. People are poor in church because they keep losing out on opportunities that God presents to them. Amen, somebody. What happens? They lose what? Opportunities. God will present you opportunities. In this life, God will present you what? Opportunities. Today we are in this property. It was an opportunity God presented to me on a day that Mr. Hank, we were all at Taba, Brother Godwin. You used to, in those years, when you used to have one trouser, there is one black trouser Godwin used to have. Oh, Jesus. Every day in the choir, I look, I say, God help this young man. Kalabashaya. That time was Lindy Way in the picture. Not yet. We were in Taba. One day, this man came to me and said, you have outgrown Taba. We have a church here. This church has been 60 for five years. You came with 22. Now you are 100 and something. Can you please look for another place? Little did I know that that incident that seemed unpleasant was an opportunity. Unfortunately for me that day, if I knew what was going to happen, he called for a meeting. Me and my wife went. I bought a gift in, in uh, the Glen Mall for 5,000 rands. Thinking I was going to see somebody who would tell me, you know, we've built a good relationship. You guys are paying your rent well. Everything is going well. He came to tell me that our time to leave Taba. House of Treasures was how many months? Three months. 
He said, ah, Pastor Felix, don't be depressed because my countenance just went from 100 to zero. I, my facial, when I'm unpleased, you will know. My facial look just changed. The first thing in my heart, I say, God, did you really call me? How can a church start? Already three months we are struggling with accommodation. Somebody say opportunity. And then he said to me, ah, no, don't worry, man. I know the area very well. Maybe come tomorrow, I'll take you around. Then me and you can drive around. I know, he said, I've been here for years. The owner of Tabaya Batwana, 82-year-old man, said, come and pick me tomorrow. Let me take you around. Somebody holla opportunity. In the morning on Saturday, this meeting was Friday evening. Morning on Saturday, I went to pick him up. We both drove around the whole area. He was calling all the agents, called so many people. We, after we drove for almost three, four hours, we went to Lido Hotel, had coffee, and continued our journey. Beloved, after all that razzmatazz, we were driving back. I just, by the gate, there was a guy standing by the gate. I just turned my face. I saw the entrance of this property. You see, the, is, what's that uh, tree, those trees planted on the, on the driveway? Mulberry tree. You see, those trees were on both sides. So they were lined from, we took out a lot of them because of parking. They were lined. When I saw the entrance, I was like, wow. And the Holy Ghost said to me, go back to that property. I went, drove to Taba, dropped Hank. I dropped him. I drove back. The same guy was still by the gate. Sir, who is the owner of this property? He said, he's a white man. Where is he? He's overseas. I said, give me his number. He gave me a South African Vodacom number. And I said, okay. I called this man. Sir, your property on the corner of Impala and Swat, and Swat copies. Are you selling? Then the guy asked me, your accent, where are you from? I say, ah, what has where I'm from got to do with proper? What is wrong with this guy? What's your challenge? He said, your accent, man. I said, I'm from Nigeria. He said, ah, oh boy, listen to this. Oh boy, which one you know day now? Make me an offer. This is a South African white man. He said, oh boy, which one you know day? Make me offer now. Ah, first, I, I thought... My ear deceived me. I say, excuse me? <laughs> Even me that is from Nigeria that speaks broken English. The way the guy spoke it, he spoke it like a proper Nigerian. This is the voice of a white man. Oh boy, which one you know there now? Make me offer. I say, ah, sir. I say, excuse me? He say, which one you know there now? He repeated that statement, which one you know there now? Which one you know there in Nigeria means what is wrong with you? You see, you see how confused our pigeon English. <laughs> if me and God will start here, we will sell you for five for five million rands. You will be here talking. You, you don't know you have been sold long time. We have signed offer. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> so I said, sir, I'm a pastor. I pastor a church and we're looking for this property. We want it for. And then he said to me, Look, I'm based in Nigeria. I run a plastic factory. I make plastic chairs. I've moved from the property quite some years ago and it's been vacant. I didn't want to put it. I, I've put so many tenants. They, you know, they left. So um, if you're interested, let's negotiate. I said, how much do you want? He said, look, 
I need the money overseas, not here. I want one million US dollars. He didn't mention rent. One million US dollars. But that was an opportunity. Do you know what poor is? P-O-O-R. How many of you know poor? Somebody say poor. Say poor. The colored woman say poor. <laughs> Somebody say poor. You know what it means? Passing over opportunities regularly. That's what it means to be poor. Passing over what? How many times? Regularly. Today you are seated on this property. It was an opportunity presented to me that looked like a giant. When they tell you one million dollars, your head will spin first. This is a church that just started three months. And you're calling one million. Who am I going to tell to bring one million dollars? Godwin, whose pants need major adjustment. Oh, Jesus, you don't understand. <laughs> Who am I going to talk to? <laughs> is he calling? Okay, is it calling? Calling was what? The present? Is it calling you are going to tell? Calling used to walk with his wife from Baraguanat to Taba. Maluleke. <laughs> Who am I going to tell? Who? But you see, it was an opportunity. Somebody holler opportunity. May you never miss opportunity again. Oh, Ecclesiastes 9, is it verse 11 or 12? Ecclesiastes, where he says, I, I behold, I looked under the sun and I saw that the race is not to the swift, neither bread to the wise, neither favor to men of skill, neither the battle to the strong. He said, oh, there we go. Thank you, sir. I returned and I saw under the sun that the race is not what? To the swift. Watch this. The battle to who? The strong. Watch this. Neither bread to who? To the wise. Nor yet riches to who? Men of understanding. Yet favor to who? But what happens to them? Time and chance happen to how many of them? All. Now church, let me tell you something. The word chance there is opportunity. Opportunity happened to them all. The ones who are able to take advantage of opportunities never stay poor. Never. Never stay poor. Bought the property. Now today, the last valuation we did was six years ago. Or five or somewhere four or five years ago. Last valuation on these two properties. The value is 45 million. How much million? 45 million. Oppor somebody had an opportunity. Now, imagine if we had to buy this. This property was bought 10 years ago. Imagine if we have to buy it now for 45 million. When the opportunity came, I, I would have wasted and squandered it. Wasted it and squandered it. And now I will be looking for 45 million. To get something I could have got for $1 million. Am I communicating? Is this making sense to anyone? Your opportunities are all over you every day. I want to give you some principles as regards to money. Some principles. If I stop at one or two, then we'll continue from where we stopped. Number one. Someone will say, Apostle, 
I had a dream. God showed me that I will own a mine. I will own a mine. And um, I, I saw this in the dream. What do I do first? What do I, because some of you have seen vision of great things that you will become. Some of you have seen yourself as directors of companies. You have seen yourself as owning this, owning that. You've seen yourself owning a salon. You've seen yourself owning your own business. But yet you're wondering, what do I need to do first? These principles that I'm going to give you. Number one, educate your ignorance. Educate your what? When you know that God has sent you to a certain business, giving you a certain idea, the first thing is not to go and start looking for money to start it. Can I hear an amen? First and foremost, go to somebody that has the same business. Work for the person. Where is the amen, Lord? Work for the person. Learn the trade. After One of my daughter came to me yesterday in counseling. And she said this word. She says, Dad, I'm tired. It's time for me to run my own thing. She runs a business, but she works under a certain group of company that, I mean, yesterday she showed me her turnover in millions. I mean, I'm talking millions, not 10. I'm talking millions. Somebody sitting here now in this service. She's here. I said, daughter, you make this kind of money. He said, but daddy, what comes to me is so small. The money goes to this and this and this. That's why I'm trusting God to give me capital so that I can start. Because he says, I've known everything about the business. That's the first thing you do. And I said to her, daughter, you are not wrong. It's good you went under them to learn. Church, listen to me. The children of Israel, and I shared this with her yesterday. I told her, while she was talking, the Holy Ghost just gave me the scripture. I said, daughter, the children of Israel, when they were in Egypt, Egyptians were using them to do menial labor, do their mining, mine the gold. After they mine it, they give it to Egypt. Then God now did a wealth transfer, made the women go to their, and got back all the gold and left. I said to her, do you know why Pharaoh pursued the children of Israel? It's not because of the gold. Because Egypt is full of gold. Is because the children of Israel had the skill. They had the skill for mining. Egypt still has gold, but they can't mine. They were using the thought that, okay, we are using these people. So let us use them to mine our gold. Now the children of Israel has gone. There is nobody to do the mining for them. That's why working under a company for 30 years is not a testimony. Your job is a training ground to run your own business. You won't like me today. <laughs> you will not like me. Your job is a what? A training ground. It's a training ground. There is no employer that will pay you money to become a billionaire. None. I don't know of anyone. None. You get it? Am I saying something is wrong with job? No. As you are in that job, your mindset is, Lord, what next? What next? Show me. What am I learning here? What can I do to better this? Opportunities are all over the place. Every day you walk around, opportunities are around you. The opportunity you are looking for to be great is around you. It's around you. 
when we build this hall, they want, uh, that time the leadership wanted me to buy, you know, these chairs that you stuck to the ground. I said, no. The purpose of this hall is not just for church. I'm a businessman. Somebody can come and rent the hall. Today, we have companies like Randwater that rent this hall for 250000 for three hours. How many hours? Three hours. Somebody is going to be renting it for music, video, whatever. They pay 80000 Somebody else can come and say, we want it for so-and-so. In another style. Not this fashion. If the seats are stuck to the ground, I can't remove them. You must be business minded. This hall alone brings in almost a million rand to this, to this church in a year. And then you want to tell, my friend, opportunities are around you. Don't go far. They are around you. If you look around your house. Some of you, you look at, oh, I've been looking for this particular wig for a very long time. That, that wig you have been looking for is an opportunity. Look at your neighbor say, that wig you are wearing is an opportunity. Mm. Glory to God. I see Anoria saying, I don't wear wig. I don't wear wig. Maybe this is the time. Amen. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Am I communicating? Educate your ignorance. Learning is a sign of humility. Learning is a what? Ask questions. When we wanted to start this building, I visited many churches that were built. Many. And then the ones whose buildings are finished. One of the people I met when we were about to start this church was Peter Defin, the pastor of Ask Church in Midrand. When I got into that church, I said, Lord, I like this. Ah, boy, excellence, man. I said, Lord, I love this. Kai. I said, where is the man of God? He said, he's not around. I waited with mommy. We were together. We just, we went there to purposely see the building. Only two of us. We waited. And he came. We asked him questions. How did you build this? How much did this cost you? Then he took me to their sound desk. He said, they are their sound costed about three million. I said, Jehovah Shammah, blood of Jesus. Hey, I pleaded every blood in Jesus' body. Education, ask questions. I haven't built, he has built. I, I, I humbled myself and asked him questions. How did you get across this? How did you get building plan? How did you get city of Jobek to approve? How did you get this? Questions are a sign of humility. Many Christians don't want to ask others. You want to do it yourself. That's why you are full of mistakes. Just asking somebody can reduce your high blood, pre your blood pressure. Ask questions. There is tension in your marriage every day. You and your husband are like Tom and Jerry. You fight, I mean, you set trap for each other. Steady. I used to like Tom and Jerry up until last, a few years ago. Oh, it's one of the things I used to enjoy. I just wonder these two mouths that are against each other. Is it Tom? He's always setting trap for Jerry. I'm like, what is it? These two people. I used to enjoy Tom and Jerry. You and your husband are like that. And then you find another brother in church. When he's leaving church with his wife, they're holding hands. Honey, what a service, honey. Go to them and say, bro, I am under pressure. My marriage is a hellfire. 
One day I opened my fridge. I saw my wife lost chilies. I saw one chili in my fridge. Hellfire. I said, who brought this in my house? Hellfire. Get this thing out of my fridge. Now in the name of Jesus. It is hellfire. You, you eating hellfire in my house. Your marriage, there is pressure. Ask somebody. Look at your neighbor say, ask somebody. Don't be proud. Ask somebody. Educate yourself. How is this thing around? When I see proud pastors, I just know they're going nowhere. Ask questions. When you sit down with great people, don't go there and talk. Prepare questions. Pre what did I say? Years ago, when mommy and I were still running our business, mommy said to me she wanted to run a, a franchise. So I went, checked out McDonald's. McDonald's was giving us conditions that didn't make sense. That time, I think Kion was still a baby. Or Kion was, yeah, Kion was just born. So they said that the condition at that time to run any McDonald's is that, I mean, we have the money to buy a McDonald's. We wanted to buy the one in on Monday. Just off the freeway, off and one. So they said mommy has to choose two places for training. Either Australia or America. I said, she just had a baby. Why would I send my wife, only me and Kion with his big head? What will I do to this child? When this child is crying in the middle of the night, me, I will start, eh, eh, Kion. Kion will be saying, eh, eh, I want breast. Eh. Me, I will say, eh, eh, I don't know where your mother is. <laughs> so, church, I said, that's not possible. So, we now went to Nando's. Nando says it's 3.7 million for the franchise. Okay? So, I know a friend of mine who's a very wealthy man. So I said to him, sir, I would like to take you out for lunch. Can we meet at Sun Intercontinental Hotel? So we had lunch at the restaurant. I said, you used to run in Nando's and you closed it down. What happened? He said, Felix, if you want to run any food franchise, he said, and I know you are a successful businessman. If you are not going to be there, I guarantee you that business will go bankrupt. He says, your staff, they will eat half of your stock of chicken. When they're going home, they pack for their uncles, aunties. I said, but don't you search them. He said, you don't know how these people are. They will wear trousers bigger than them. Inside the trouser, chicken leg, chicken, what do they call them? Drumstick. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You see somebody walking like this. is the weight of drumstick. <laughs> this guy is loaded. He's fully loaded. Fully loaded with drumstick. <laughs> and you wonder why your business is not making progress. After he said that that day, I went home. I said, mommy, baby, we are not buying Nando's. Look for any other business. Food franchise, never. Just by one question. You will be delayed. Some of you, the tension in your life is because you are not asking. There's pressure all over you. When I look at your face, it's full of pressure. Ask questions. Look at somebody. Say, ask somebody. Oh, yes. Ask somebody. Somebody knows what, what you are struggling with. Somebody else knows. Somebody has a solution. Can I hear an amen? I say, somebody has what? Ask questions. Church, there is gaps in our society today.
so many gaps. Every day I drive around, I see opportunities to make money. But people can't see them. Don't tell me there is no money in South Africa. Buildings are popping up every day in Santin. In billions. They will tell you this building is costing 1.8 billion. You'll be like, huh? Is this a country where people are living in shacks? Living, eating grass? And people are building buildings. 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 Have you seen that Discovery Health building? Every day I drive past that building, I'm like, so Lord, what is wrong with us Christians? Can't this building, as is there, Discovery is a house of treasures. Or your name. Or your name. What did I say? Your name. On top of the building is yours. You think it's impossible? Your father owns the earth. And the Bible says he has given it to you. Church, your mind, your mind. Gaps are all over there. And, and, and let, me, let me say something here, church. Listen. Money comes by solving problems or taking advantage of the gaps in the society. You must be a problem solver. You must be what? A problem solver. Problem solver. You have to find problems to solve. And the level of the problem you solve is the level of the blessing you get or the money you get. Doctors are not paid the same thing as security men. Why? They, they keep human life. Say amen. Apostle, why are you so blessed? I solve spiritual problems. Some of you can't handle tokoloshi. I eat them for breakfast. Can I hear an amen? In the name of Jesus. When you come to my office, something is pursuing you. Go and get rid of it yourself. Why are you coming? I'm fully booked till next month, end of next month. There is no space. Why are people coming? It's problem that they can't handle. Apostle, pastors are not supposed to be blessed. Okay. That tokoloshi, deal with it. Amen, somebody? You come to my office by one laying on of hands. A, an opportunity is activated. Next day, you will come back to me and say, Daddy, here it is. Today, I can say this openly. I mean, right now, one of you in this church who owns a mine gave me 60% and she owns 40%. How many percent? She said, God instructed me to give you 40, 60% of the mind. She had God. I tried to discourage her. I told her, go and think about it. She came back, asked for my ID to put me in the directorship. I said, daughter, my, I, didn't, I don't even know what I said. I, I tried discouraging her. She said, daddy, I know what God said to me. I am a 60% owner of a mind. I didn't leave my office. Because there was a need met in her life when she came into this church. Am I communicating? There is a company that pays me serious zeros every month. They put me as director. 
Kion, my son, was there when we were signing the contract. He witnessed it. They give me serious zeros every month just to be, yeah. I don't do it. I don't even know where the company is. <laughs> I have no idea where the company is. Come, be a director. That's it. Every month, money is remitted to you. Apostle, you are just lucky. No, I'm not. Say amen. I'm not. There are so many pastors that won't smell that forever. These things don't happen by chance. Church, I'm telling you there are gaps all over the place. Why are you seated in this church? One of the things I said to God when he called me, I said, Lord, I am, see, naturally I'm an introvert. What am I? I can sit in one room for three years. If I don't come out, Chooks, my brother is here. My father used to slap, my father used to call me a wizard. What kind of human being are you? If I'm in the house, you won't know. I will just shut myself in. I am naturally like that. Now God calls somebody like that to come and preach. I can keep you here the whole night. Talking. One of the complaints my wife used to have, yeah, bora. You have wasted all your words. You have finished it in House of Treasures. Now I'm here. You are quiet. I said, baby, that's why you talk a lot and I don't talk. In our marriage, my wife is the talker. I'm the listener. Amen, somebody? So, church, let me tell you. This God is wise. He's the all-wise God. There are gaps around you. Look, just if you open every, listen, let me give you one assignment as we close. I will continue another day because there is too many things bubbling in my spirit now. If I continue, we'll end up here overnight. The overnight we announce will start tonight. Amen, somebody? I, but are you blessed with this message though? I hope I didn't waste your time at all. Why are you coming here all the time to hear the word of God? Because I am a studious man. I spend time studying. I'll wake up 1 a.m. Study till 6 in the morning. Daily, not, I'm not talking some days. Study, read. The Bible says study to show yourself approved. A workman that needed to, not to be ashamed. Rightly divide in the word of truth. Study. Do your investigation. Educate your ignorance. Don't be ignorant. Too many ignorant Christians. And my people are destroyed for what? What are they destroyed for? No, they destroyed because of the devil. For what? Lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. We refuse to educate our minds. Every day we wake up with our ignorance. Go and start pursuing things we don't know. And things don't happen and we blame God. No. Educate your mind. Educate your mind. Years ago, when I was in the property business, I shared my testimony with you. I did so much home loans with FMB that they gave me an award. This was in 2003. 2003. Am I correct? Yeah, 2003. They gave me an award of 25,000 rand or go to school. Guess what the average black man would do? Can you guess now? You are really black. That's true. <laughs> they will what? Take the money. 
And I said to them, pay my school fees. Let me go to school. I went to school for one year on, on properties. Tino Street on Property Training Institute for one year. Immigrant. Costed me to go there every day, but I studied. After I came out, I became a guru in properties. I became what? My sales skyrocketed. Skyrocketed. Church, listen, there is no smoke without fire. If you are poor, you are struggling financially, there is a reason. There is a reason. And I pray that in this series, I'll be able to bring out things that will help you. If you are working, go to your work with a mindset not to earn salary, but to do what? To do what? What is the number one principle? Learn. Educate your ignorance. Did you receive this message tonight? Let's put our hands together for the Lord. I never want you to struggle again. It's not nice to struggle financially. It's not, I've seen what money can do to a marriage. I've seen what money can do to a, a, a family. I've seen what money can do to people. Today, the biggest crime today in the world is crime on money. Our youth today, most of them don't want to do anything. They want to get rich quick. They want to wake up in the morning and drive a Lamborghini. Today, you see a Lamborghini parked. One young student in primary school will lay his hand and start, start claiming no, life is in phases. Life is a process. If you follow through with the process, you will sustain what you have. I am never afraid to lose anything because I know if I lose it, it can be replaced. Listen to me, church. Close down this ministry. Shut it down. Take everything I have. Give me another 10 years start from now. In the next five years, a duplicate of this church will be available. Including the people. You know why? I didn't get it by faking miracles. I didn't get it. I got it through the word of God. And the same word. You know, there are two in the beginnings in the Bible. How many of you remember that? What's the first one? In the beginning, what's the first one? Genesis 1.1. In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said what? Let there be light. God did what? He said let there be light. And what happened? What did God do? He spoke the word. Number two. In the beginning. Where is it? Where is it? John 1 and verse 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. The same was in the beginning with God. Without him was nothing made that was made. That word was the light of men and the light did what to the darkness? He shined on the darkness and darkness could not comprehend it. And then the Bible now goes down to verse 14 and the word became what? Flesh and we beheld his glory, the glory of as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. If, listen, anything you get by the word will last. 
For whatsoever the Lord doeth, it shall be what? Forever. Don't get things by treats. Lady, don't go and take somebody's husband. No. It will not last. Say amen. Get it by the word. Stand on the word. Yours is coming. Stand on the word. If you lost your job, it's not the end of the world. Maybe if you can think, if you can wake up at night and pray in the Holy Ghost for two, three hours and say, Lord, why did I lose this job? God may say to you, you are the next owner of Absa or next owner of one bank, next owner of this. You are the next CEO of a dry cleaning company. Meanwhile, your mind is thinking job. God is thinking. You see, you and God are not on the same page. You need to be in sync with God. Look at your neighbor say, link up to God's sequence. Oh, yes. Go to God's sequence. Don't think any, listen to me. There is nothing that happens in your life that is an accident to God. When the devil was trying Job, took his family, took Job's business, took everything, struck Job with boys, Satan did not include Job 42 and verse 10 in his agenda. That God will restore Job. How many times? Twice as much as he had. Satan did not see that coming. So when you say, the Bible said, God said that the devil has moved my hand against Job. Satan moved God's hands against Job. But yet, God knew a formula that Job was going to be restored. Church, anything you've lost, relax. There's a reason and there's restoration. Where is your amen, Bazalwani? I said, anything you've lost, there is a reason and there is restoration. I don't care what it is. Do not despair. There is a way out. If only you can focus, there is a way out. Opportunities are all around us. Every day you wake up, you drive in the street of Johannesburg. Open your eyes. Lord, open my spiritual eyes that I may see. That I may behold. Opportunities are everywhere advantages to you because you have the Holy Ghost. Advantages are all over the place. All over the place. I don't know if it was, uh, who was that? Which preacher? We were in, uh, my wife and I, we were in uh, America for a conference um, during the CDMA Creflo Dollar Ministerial Association conference. And while we were there, a guy stood up and he was sharing the testimony of how he was driving past the land. One of the men of God. He said he drove past the land and God said to him, buy it. The place was a dump. Buy it. What do you mean buy it? What do I buy with a place they're dumping trash? God said buy it. After he bought it. I think it was two years later. American government called him and said we have discovered what, I don't know what mineral they discovered in the land. And paid him off billions. See, not billions, millions of dollars. Today he's a wealthy man of God. Just by hearing the voice of God. You are a child of God. You can hear his voice. He's your, he's your partner. He's there with you. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Every day you drive to work, there are opportunities on the streets. There are opportunities everywhere. That's why you must be open. Open your eyes. Opportunities are there. There is nothing in this life that God will keep away from you. Believe me, God loves us so much. He loves you and I so much. We are building his righteous cause. I told you guys before, God doesn't have any other person on the earth than me and you. If souls have to be won, who will win them? Who will win them? 
Exactly. Then owners of nightclub is never going to come and say, give your life to Jesus. The only thing they will do is set Hennessy before you, set Oki pipe before you, you smoke and die quick. Amen, somebody? The only people that will win people to Christ is you and me. The only people God has is who? Me and you. We are going to extend this building. Unbelievers are not going to come here to give us money. I was surprised. I just, I was looking at the iPhone that Count Chooks was telling me that a sister called and asked, they want to sow already. I mean, nobody has asked for money. And I just saw 10,000 deposited into the iPhone account towards the building. I don't even know who. That's somebody that has a heart for the kingdom. Amen. Can I hear an amen? amen? Nobody has told them anything. Nobody has asked for money. We're supposed to pay 100,000 tomorrow to, to them to dismantle that building, start dismantling that building, the one behind this, so that they can bring it to the front and we build our 1,000-seater youth hall. We pay 100,000 tomorrow. I've not asked anybody. You know what I said to Chooks, my brother? I need, I need you to rent out one of my property that is empty. Let them pay deposit end of this month so I can pay that money from my pocket before God is here in service. I have not asked anybody, please come and give. No. It's the house of my father. Amen, somebody. So, church, when you see me and you say, God is blessing me, don't, don't, listen, if anybody tell you your pastor is a skeleton, they're lying to you. They're lying to you. I told you guys from 31st and 6th, between 31st of January this year, about two weeks ago, and the 6th of January, I calculated my offering I've given. It was 76,000. How much? 76,000 I've given as offering. Nobody raised money. You want to compare me and you? If God wants to, we did a demonstration the other day. How many of you were in prayer when we did it? Come, let's demonstrate it again. We'll soon close. Come, come. Or let me use people in the choir. Okay, you come, come. Please come. Daughter, please come. You are South African. You are from Kenya. All right, okay. Now, you were you born in Jobe? Which, where? Elders, okay. You born in elders. Maybe I don't okay, just go back. Yeah, since you are born here, you are you are very close. Daughter, you from Kenya. Let's assume you had a child in Kenya, and now right in Kenya is your sister. You have that child, she's going to school, maybe doing varsity in Kenya, and then you are here working. You send money to your sister. And then your sister, you tell her, pay my child's school fees, take care of the books, take care of this. You send the money. After one month, you call the school. Is my daughter's school fees up to date? They say yes. Is my child's uh, books bought? They say yes. Next time, when you want to send money, who will you send it to? Same person. Now, revert. Maybe that was, I would have used that. If, let's assume, your sister, you sent her the money and you call the child's school and they say the school fees is not paid. Next time, will you send the money? This is exactly what God does with us. God gives you a job. He gives you an opportunity to make money. When he gives you the opportunity, opportunity comes for his house to be built and you are not thinking of it. God says, okay, I need to look for who will think of it. Who is thinking of my house? Let me give him the money or give her the money so that she can come 
For instance, nobody asked for extension of money. Somebody has already paid 10000 Do you think God will not think, if I want to give money, who should I give it to? The same person. That's how God thinks. God is a businessman. Jesus said, don't you think I should go about my father's business? God is business-minded. He's looking for profitable servants. Daughter, you can go back. Thank you. That's how God thinks. Please, I, that's why I said to you, money doesn't come by prayer. You must learn the formula through which money comes. There is no farmer who wakes up at the her time of harvest and didn't plant in the time of planting and goes to farm to reap. Hello? Is there any farmer like that? What do farmers do? They plant first and then harvest season, what do they go do? They go and reap. That's how it works. So when you see me blessed, it is because I withhold nothing from God. I withhold nothing from him. Nothing. Nothing. On, on 31st day, I've prepared my first fruit. And the Lord said to me, there is money in your account. I want you to wire it for me now. Add it to what you are giving. That money was 35000 I, I didn't even argue, Lord, oh, you see, I have henna school fees, I have this. Mm -mm. Immediately. Church, all this, may God help you. May God help you. That's why when you think so small, I, I just wonder how myopic Christians have become. Pastors are blessed because of our money. How much? Today I see Christians saying, pastors are flying private jet with your offering. Beloved, if you check your offering for 10 years, it can't buy the tire of a private jet. Not tire. No, we're not even talking the whole jet. Your, the tire of a jet, it can't buy 10 years offering. The blessing of the Lord make it what? It is the blessing of the Lord. It's the blessing. If God has to give me harvest of all the seeds I've sown into the kingdom, I will be a billionaire. And he will give it to me. He will give, what can, what have I not, what is it that I have given seven houses, seven houses for this property. Seven. So if God wants to bless, why will he withhold from me? I told God there is nothing in my life I can't give to you. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. We bought a house. As we moved into the house, first night, I said to my wife, hear ye the word of the Lord. If God said we should give out this house, you and I and the kids are moving to a two-bedroom flat for rental. Very simple. So that she has it in mind. One day I finished praying. The Lord said, today, give me 200,000 rent offering. Not tight. Not 200,000 rent offering. How much? 200,000. I went upstairs. I said, baby, ish. I was praying, man. The Lord said I should give offering today, 200,000. She said, no, if God says, then obey. Thank God for wives like that. It's some wives. How can? I need weak from, I need, my nail is not done. No. To obey is better than what? And to hearken than the fat of rams. Obey God in your life. Are you blessed in this place?